0: Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast, where every week, Danny and Mauda Vega discuss topics that help families live a healthy and active lifestyle with their little ones, including nutrition and training, peaceful parenting, education, and mindset. To stay up to date, make sure to hit subscribe on this podcast and check out the blog at www.fatfuel.family. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at dannyvega.ms, at fatfueledmom, and at fatfueledkids, and fatfueledfamily on YouTube. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, we want to take a minute to talk about a revolutionary idea that our friends shared with us in February that has completely changed our lives. For those of you who know us well or have been listening to us for a while, you know how much we love to travel. Imagine having a VIP four to five star travel experience at two to three star prices. Imagine getting paid to travel. Well, all of these things have now become our reality and we can't not share it with our listeners. Now that we know what we know, we will never pay full price on travel ever again. If you're interested in joining us and millions of other people who have been traveling the world and living their dreams, just email us at hello at fatfueled.family for more info.
1: Welcome to the Fat Fueled Family Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Vega, and I'm joined by my What's my adjective today? (laughs) Listen, you are the happiest I've seen you. Well, yeah, I went to the
0: gym. If i don't know, understand so, why it's so hard to understand this i i know it's, I not, it's not hard to understand no, it's, not for you. it's just
1: i'm so happy for you because i know how depressed you've been <laughs> no i, I know, mean I it's, it's actual it's like, like
0: therapy for me it's the don't whole joke thing.
1: because you know it was real depression like, it is i want people 100%. to not think that my wife was just mad because she couldn't go to the yeah, gym like like and she's like some spoiled person it's because this is the best way for her over years and years and years to manage her stress to yeah. to just I I mean, it's it's night and day, my love. Literally two days, and it's crazy. It's crazy the difference. So, um, tell
0: people for weeks.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, listen. You know, I've been right there with you, just defending you. We've lost hundreds of followers. Oh my gosh. uh, You know, and it's fine. It's it's, look, someone who was struggling like you were appreciated what we what we've said. So, anyways, we don't want to keep our guests waiting because she's right here, and we we've just spoken with her for the last ten minutes. She's been a delight. Uh, We want to introduce you to Dr. Anna Kabeka. She's an internationally acclaimed menopause and sexual health expert, global speaker, and pioneering promoter of women's health, and she's lovingly known as the Girlfriend Doctor. Dr. Kabeka is Emory University trained and triple board certified in gynecology and obstetrics in integrative medicine and anti-aging and regenerative medicine, and is the author of best-selling book, The Hormone Fix, a diet and holistic lifestyle program for menopausal women and new release, Keto Green 16, designed for improving energy, hormones, and rapid weight loss. Dr. Kabeka has reached hundreds of thousands of women around the globe, inspiring them to reclaim their optimal health and realize they can journey through menopause and find more purpose and pleasure than they ever dreamed possible. She's the recipient of the Impact Award for Innovation from the 2018 Mindshare Summit, and she also received the 2017 Alan P. Mintz Award for Clinical Excellence in Age Management Medicine. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kabecka. how are you?
2: it is great to be here with you i am doing great thank you for having me oh, thank you so much for coming we're, on we're
1: honored to talk with you we we love women's health i mean yeah we've been wanting to woman, get you on for and a while I'm into yeah. women's health so um it's perfect so it's great to have you yeah
2: awesome well, well and then wait. i learned that secret part that you're a medical device uh for a while for women's health and yes that's the inside the inside back door of the gynecology's office Oh yeah, he's knows the ins- he got the inside scoop. It's so funny you say that because
0: for the longest time, oh, yeah. all of my friends, they know this about Danny. And so, and I've known Danny since I was in my early 20s. You know, all my friends, whenever they had a question about their cycle, about birth control, <laughs> it was like, hey, Maura, can you ask Danny this? And I'm like, guys.
1: I'm like, I'm not a doctor, guys. I mean, I'll tell you what I think. But, <laughs> but you
0: would always know like about birth control and stuff like yeah, that. Like, yeah, you would yeah. always like, so it's just so funny. Oh, man. Well, we always lead the lead off with the question. What is the most critical problem that you are currently trying to solve?
2: You know, I think it really comes to um, future telling for the school year. Right. We've homeschooled this year. We don't know what's happening next year. I'm deciding whether to put my daughter back into school or to keep her on the road with me and or hopefully on the road and do some traveling and visiting and continue her homeschooling virtually. So I think like right now, critically thinking what's the best decision for my family and my youngest, who's 12 and I have a 21, a soon to be 24 and a 31 year old. So we have a wide range and they're all doing good working in the business and studying. So that's good. But the 12 year old, you know, I think that's, that's my issue right now is, Hmm, what, what would be the next right step as a family and and in her education with such a changing landscape? Yeah, yeah. A different
1: world. Yeah. Lots of factors to consider. Yeah. Oh my gosh,
2: mm-hmm. but it's
0: also like giving parents um, a little a little taste of like maybe that possibility. You know that that if you did if you were thinking of doing something like that, like maybe I can do that. You know, maybe for a year. You know what I mean? Maybe she can choose to go to high school. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I guess it depends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, twelve. 12 is that's middle school
1: we're biased but let me tell you we think that 12 we have a very strong opinion about 12 12 is a magical age um it was uh benjamin franklin and thomas edison both had businesses at 12. yeah they did and uh we just you know we 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 always talk about this you know with with kids um i I feel like i'm stealing your thunder talking about this because you talk about it all the time um you know with kids they we've we've extended their childhood so much because of school with school yeah um and you know this this lack of freedom and this lack of the ability to express creativity and and to just find how to spend your time and create things i think it's part of the reason why kids are 18 years old and you know the only thing they're considering is a major they're not thinking about who they are what they love and so um it's just a magical age so you know we we love that age (laughs)
2: yeah yeah I think it is a magical age a lot of development you can see happen especially in the experience because I've homeschooled for a short amount of time and then they've been in private schools but or regular schools and what you see is their character develop what they naturally have an affinity for what they like what they're called to and um, what lights them up you can see that a lot more in this freedom so I'm hoping parents that are at home with kids right now are seeing like the uniqueness of of their children as well because that's definitely a gift during this situation yeah. to be able to see that sure. and my 12 year old she has now has she's had for the last seven eight months a poshmark account have you heard oh that's awesome <laughs> yes. you, you yeah i it. have that so she is photographing she is selling her stuff her she it. is totally
1: that's <laughs> like did so totally i just something.
2: get you that no
1: <laughs> little entrepreneur i
0: love that i know she's like gonna sell my stuff make some money
2: that's right
0: i <laughs> love
1: I, it. I love that you know um that. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking about something as you were talking about that. Oh yeah, Desmond, our nine-year-old. I mean, he just is learning so many things and it's like, it seems like now it's picking up even more, like the speed at which he learns things. Um, because a lot of the time, we usually, we were talking about this before we got on the air, how, you know, we homeschool, we're unschoolers, so we're less like, we, we just kind of give them more freedom and, you know, we believe learning is a natural thing. And so, as it was, we were kind of giving him a lot of freedom. But now, since we're at home and we don't have those resources, a lot of the time we have to record podcasts. We have to yeah. do things in here, so he's on his own. Yeah, you know, and he's just continues to pick up new he skills. Picks up all these crazy origami, skills. beatboxing. I mean, those are the two big ones.
0: Yeah, huge. He's gotten so like what? The beatboxing is yeah. crazy. D- Desmond during quarantine became like a pro beatboxer. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's been amazing. It's so crazy. Yeah. So uh, I love it. I love it. It's
2: awesome. Yeah,
1: definitely one of the one of the brighter spots, you know, one of the one of the more positive things that's yeah. come out of this. But um I want to talk about this because this is a great place to start given our current situation with the pandemic. You know, it's this subject of resilience versus vulnerability, and I know you've written and spoken about, you know, neuroendocrine vulnerability, and this topic fascinates me and I think a lot of our listeners may still not be aware of the connection between, you know, the gut and our immune system and The hpa axis and our mental health uh, for example and it's crazy to think how relevant all of this is right now so Mm -hmm. can you explain um you know what is neuroendocrine vulnerability and then talk about how we can become more resilient in in all those areas
2: yeah no absolutely this is really a passionate area for me because of my own personal journey and you know what what i had suffered uh you know part of um my you know research has then been trying to understand the the trauma the experience of trauma and post-traumatic stress versus post-traumatic growth or post-traumatic resilience and And I love that because it does, you know, what what makes some of us succeed, grow, move forward, and what makes others really stay in a hibernated state or a cocoon or really struggle, like never be able to, you know, smile, laugh, and experience joy and what that difference is and why it's different at different times of our life. So for women, typically age 35 to 55, enter because of... hormonal shifts this period of what i call neuroendocrine vulnerability where we start to experience these symptoms anxiety mood swings waking up in the middle of the night insomnia um, you know loss of loss of sex drive and uh, you know irritability depression and these symptoms those are all neurologic symptoms right but there's an endocrinolo- endocrinologic component as well and that is because our hormones shifting. What do we experience as women? Breakthrough bleeding, regular cycles, worsening PMS, and um, heavier than usual periods. And and so all of these gynecologic symptoms can occur with time as the neurologic symptoms. But in standard gynecology, we just treat those symptoms. Well, here's the birth control pill. Here's Prozac. Well, let's do an ablation. Okay, none of that's Quite right. satisfactory. Let's do a hysterectomy. Mm. But at the same time, we're like, okay, here's some Prozac for it, right? For the right. anxiety and depression. And let's add on some Wellbutrin or right. Buspar, whatever the next medication is. And, you know, and what's the end result? The end result is typically, well, we've done everything we can as a gynecologist, but here is a great psychiatrist and divorce attorney. Let me refer, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And so That's it's a this lot of neuro- stuff. It is, it's a lot of stuff, but what's happening. So I understand like there's the hormonal shift, but now how is that affecting our neurotransmitters? Certainly estrogen, you know, we need estrogen for adequate serotonin. We need testosterone for adequate dopamine. We need progesterone for adequate GABA, which is our relaxation ah hormone. I always say, you know, if you ever watch the musical Mamma Mia, great musical, right? It's like in the rock group ABBA, the music oh, in there is fabulous. So oh my good. gosh. Fabulous! So that's how I think of GABA. That gives you that feeling that ah, oh, mm-hmm. that's, oh, I mean, that's that's genius. Like GABA, Abba. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Oh, and that, that kind of that's feel. Mm-hmm. And um, when this is happening, what's also happening is our brain's ability to use glucose as fuel is decreasing. Because as estrogen and most likely as progesterone levels are declining, which is the precursor hormone to all of these other sex steroids, as these hormones are declining, our brain's ability to use glucose is also declining because glucose utilization in the brain or gluconeogenesis in the brain is estrogen dependent. We know that, but the curve, when we look at studies now looking at brain... Um, function, we it follows the same decline as progesterone. So I think progesterone is the unspoken um, hormone or kind of like, you know, culprit in this situation. And so when what we do know, and this is why I love what you guys do. And I'm a big advocate of keto is that ketone usage is not hormone dependent. So when we switch into ketosis, we alleviate these symptoms. And so we're creating a really strong resilience here too, at the physiological level, because we're not relying on that ebb and flow of glucose as fuel too. And especially when this hormone vulnerability is happening.
1: That's amazing with the ketones. I didn't think of that. You know, it it is true. It's kind of like all of these things could be going wrong. You could have some insulin, you know, um, resistance in the brain, but ketones can just come right in and fix that. You know, I've thought about it for other areas, just not with with um, with hormones. Now, uh, you did mention we know that progesterone is is very important with this. Usually it's low progesterone and sometimes probably estrogen dominance at the same time. Um, And one of the things that i thought about when you mentioned that age that 35 to 55 was the the first is the, the decline in testosterone so is is the progesterone decrease what is kind of like leading to a cascade of things that would lead to the testosterone decrease? yeah
2: absolutely and then dhea right for men and women dhea our 20s and that is a direct precursor to estrogen and testosterone and i believe too like testosterone is and testosterone will convert to estrogen so if we have healthy levels of testosterone we're going to alleviate a lot of these symptoms as well but what's really fascinating here too is that as you know as our bodies shifting now just naturally there's a similar shift that happens like right this time of the pandemic with quarantine and excess cortisol because right. cortisol, cortisol is made from progesterone. So here we're getting the shunting to produce cortisol and everything is sacrificed, especially our steroids, reproductive hormones, estrogen, testosterone, DHEA, all those that naturally support libido and are anabolic, right? Build us back up are sacrificed while we're pumping out, you know, cortisol. And when we are stressed, whether it is real or perceived, if we're thinking it, if it's on the news, if we're worrying, that's going to increase our cortisol and that's going to naturally deplete this very neuroprotective hormone progesterone. So we can experience depression, anxiety a lot, a lot earlier. And if we don't nip it in the bud, right, if we don't recognize this and correct it, what happens over the long run is what I call the cortisol oxytocin disconnect so when cortisol goes up typically oxytocin goes down and then when cortisol is up for a long period of time such as in chronic stress or everyday stress or ptsd um what happens is that the paraventricular nucleus and area in the brain will then say, Okay, cortisol, you are frying me out. You are right. breaking me down, frying me out. I'm going to suppress you. So now we get into this adrenal hypofunction mode. So now cortisol is low. You're exhausted. You're burnout. You're on edge. You have no reserve, right? This is, there's no resilience left. And oxytocin is suppressed at the same time. So what that feels like is look, just leave me alone. You know don't talk to me i don't see you i don't know you (laughs) i don't feel love for you i'm totally disconnected it's a very physiologic reality that if i hadn't experienced that myself i wouldn't have understood this
0: wow that's exactly right
1: that she she knows because we, we got her tested
0: yeah i had a feeling you know i we had gone through you know something kind of traumatic with our son Kind of, (laughs) yeah, kind of, he, 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 he was involved in in an accident. I mean, he's fine. But when he was four years old, he was literally run over in our neighborhood. Oh my God. You know, plastic surgery on his ear and just the whole thing of it, you know, like just, you know how that is. Like just even the thought of that happening, like it, it really just like threw us for a loop. And then, and then we were really busy. And I, I mean, I suspected, I was like, look, I don't, I don't know what, what I feel, but I know for sure that it's stress. And let's get my hormones checked because I've got to see what's going on with the cortisol. And by the time I did it, it was what you were saying. It had flatline. It was nothing. Yeah, I had none. So yeah, that feels pretty terrible. So
1: interesting that we got the test in November and we didn't take it. You didn't take it until like February.
0: Well, no, because you know how these hormone tests are. There's like, it's got to be the... It's gotta be like the perfect cycle day. and it's yeah. gotta be the right day of the cycle. You can't drink coffee all day You can't work out. And so for me, I'm and like, you, it's gotta be a per I, I can't be like Well, you it's also day.
1: you also ripped out Sorry, doctor. This is not You know,
0: <laughs> We do not, not suggest this
1: <laughs> but you know, we kind of know what you know I've, I've I asked been there Danny. And she, she you know, it was perfect time in her cycle. Her cervix. I was had low. She had a marina. She had a marina and she pulled it out. I was like, out. Danny,
0: tell me the truth. Can I just pull this thing out? Do I really need to go to the doctor? He's I was
1: like, like, if, you could like the, if you could
0: terrible. feel it, he's like, if you could feel it, you could probably just pull it out like a tampon. I'm like, okay, then we do not recommend <laughs> this. Do not
1: recommend this by the way. Very Go to your doctor. So yeah. So but had to but wait. yeah.
0: So I had a little, like, I did feel like maybe a little crash or something in hormones like, after yeah. Of that first week coming off. So just interesting stuff.
2: Yeah. But yeah, and you then you clear that exactly. progestin from the Marina. Yeah, exactly. We had yeah, to wait well, a little bit here. longer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, and thank you for, for recognizing
0: that because, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, the Marina like the, there's no, the hormones are so low and all that. But I used um, to
1: say it all the time. I used to tell them, look, it's like, you know, it's not low. systemically it absorbed. It's all local. But we see so many, um so many symptoms that yeah. are, first of all, one of the interesting things that I saw was that something that we don't mention is that in in the product, in the insert of, of Marina is that in the first year, 50% of the cycles were ovulatory. That means that 50% of them were not. So if, if we're saying that it's not systemically absorbed, it's acting locally on the uterus, then why are women not ovulating?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. You know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Right.
1: So mm-hmm. in the first year when hormones are the highest, then it seems maybe it dropped off or actually probably were only required to do a year by, you know, the guidelines and mm-hmm. they just studied it for a year. So, you know, I've learned a lot. It was kind of like things that were in front of me when i was the well, rep, you know
0: how it is, like you're the rep so yeah. it's like you're.
1: but you want to think everyone thinks that they're objective and that they're you know uh ethical right. everyone thinks that right. but then yeah. when you start to look at it from another point of view you start to see oh my gosh why didn't i see that you know yeah, yeah. so
0: it's interesting I... and so <laughs> i mean along the same lines um you know we know that you know, talking about the virus now, you know, some of the most prevalent comorbidities um, and the more serious cases of this virus are things like hypertension, blood sugar dysregulation, and of course, diabetes. You know, you have spoken extensively on the role of ketones and, and our health. Are there any direct or indirect links between higher ketone levels and improved immunity or other areas of health? Or is it more so just like the absence or attenuation of the constant blood sugar swings that can lead to these more serious outcomes with the virus. Yeah, that's
2: a really good question. I don't think we know there's a, yeah, a exactly. single study so far, like in a, in a rat model that looked at ketones and improving immunity, but we haven't looked at it in yeah. adults. But what we do know, a couple things, you know, and I'm big on keto green. It's the combination of alkaline foods yeah. with alkaline lifestyle incorporated into healthy ketogenic eating. And yeah. so in what we do see with that combination, what we really do see is is an improvement in DHEA, you know, and that is a marker of resilience. Anytime yeah. we can improve our adrenal hormone, DHEA, and modulate cortisol, reset cortisol, put it so it works for us and not against us, then we're going to improve our immune system. The same thing with insulin sensitivity, and without a doubt, without a question, it's not debatable. Getting ketogenic increases insulin sensitivity and will help lower hemoglobin a1c but again not just with ketogenic type foods with ketogenic lifestyle exercise like you just talked about as we started how you know uplifting exercise is because you're also decreasing cortisol and increasing oxytocin and also pushing your body into um, more ketosis and then Intermittent fasting, we know that in and of itself is critical for decreasing our risk of cancer, decreasing inflammation, and improving overall resilience as well. So when I see those things, I always think of resilience in the terms of managing cortisol, but even more so empowering oxytocin. What are the things in our life that give us joy, bring peace, create laughter, ignite pleasure? everything that increases oxytocin in our life for sure is going to increase our resilience. And we know that from more torn areas. And even, for example, way back, if you look at the research on Chernobyl, after the nuclear, essentially the nuclear disaster, um, people that stayed in that area, despite the toxicity of the nuclear waste, actually lived longer than those who had left and they lived with less comorbidities. And we believe the reason is because familiarity, community, lineage, yeah. you know, that yeah. staying with your village essentially had elevated levels of oxytocin over high levels of stress from new society, new culture, new stresses, That's and, and so many true. other things. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that yeah. just makes me so sad just thinking about, you know, the children that have been born during this whole thing, I don't know what they're doing, you know, in, you know, postpartum. I don't know what they're doing in the hospitals with the situation, but just in general. for
0: the most part, it's not horrible. Like, they test the moms, of course, when they um, come in. But, yeah, but just you know, in general. I, I doubt general, that they're forcing people to People masks, are not
1: hugging. Flavor. They're not hugging each other. They're not touching each yeah, other. And exactly that is that. an issue. That is an issue that, you know, the average person for some reason, and it probably goes back to school, tends to dismiss all of these things that we just know in our hearts. Like our intuition tells us that, that it's good to hug people and it's good to, to, to be with people. And it turns out that that tends to increase oxytocin. Absolutely. And so many of us are going against our, our gut and our heart. And hopefully with this, you know, people start to realize that, we should we should follow our that gut instinct that we have you know that instinct to to it's it's a it's there for a reason right. I mean that's just that's my thought on right. that, you know
2: I agree and think about cultures right so yeah, think yeah. about in Cuba and I think about in Middle East I mean you hug yeah. right you yeah. hug and you kiss yeah, we the, do the cheeks, cheeks. Yeah. right and and that's like you're not shaking hands you're not risking hand to hand contamination of anything <laughs> it's almost <laughs> yeah it's actually healthier probably, it's, it right healthier, and then yeah. you increase oxytocin. It's like oh the healthiest gosh. way to greet people. I'm right? start that. I I'm know that's tell so people, true. They, no, guys, you're getting I, a kiss I can't on shake the cheek. Your hand. I'll kiss you on the cheek. Let's hug. Exactly, exactly. And I think like, yeah, you know, that that makes a difference. And you're not having that hand to hand transfer. That's so true that there has to be a reason that this developed over time, too. Yeah. You know, these healthy behaviors that developed over time. And I definitely want to touch back on on labor and delivery and what could be happening, especially I have, you know, we know people that are pregnant right at this time. And and the, the concerns, I'm like, I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to start doing home births. All right. I'm like, okay. I'm not <laughs> and so, but that whole concept of nothing's better than breastfeeding that's oxytocin for the mom, yes. it yes. is total immune boost for the children. And there's even been some studies looking at cases with coronavirus that we would not inhibit them from breastfeeding, be, whether the mom had coronavirus or not, because it's better overall for their immune system. So I hope that that's being practiced. And I'm not a hundred percent sure, but separation at birth is one of the worst things that we can do to any family member, both the mother and the child. Having a connection, touch, critical for, you know, healthy oxytocin receptor development for the rest of our life. So the more touch, connection, love that we feel in our early formative years will help us through transitions throughout our life, And that is really powerful. I think that we're going to see more and more studies as, as we study what's happening in our populations right now, but more and more studies about that because that is the oxytocin connection. Wow. And we go into um, consideration of even one of the um, areas of interest for me is, is certainly um, Asperger's and autism spectrum because it's oxytocin deficiency
0: wow. they have oxytocin
2: insufficiency they don't like they can't make eye contact they don't feel joy they're not huggable right they have oxytocin insufficiency and what plays in multiple factors problem multiple factors for sure play in but one of them may be high dose pitocin in labor and there there are some oh studies looking gosh. at that you've got to be, you yeah, believe
1: be, that wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, yep. um, yeah that's, and you
2: that's, think, okay, it's crazy. safe, it's safe. But is it because we see this high dose Pitocin and then it, it can affect because Pitocin Cause is that oxytocin. blocks?
0: Yeah. It blo- and it like probably blocks your natural
2: production, right? Well, or it some, does something to the receptor sites. It's To possible. the receptor sites, right. And then if you add that in with a C-section birth, because sometimes it's high oh dose Pit, yeah. C-section birth, and without the natural inoculation and the higher stress of that situation, that can affect the receptors. So I mean, early intervention may be just that. You know, the tight wrap blankets, the, yeah. you know, breastfeeding, the um you know, and we have to we have to see from there. But it's very interesting. It really makes me think because we were talking about earlier, like, oh yeah, I mean, we feel very comfortable and safe with Pitocin, but when I, when I thought about it and, and learned that autism had a oxytocin deficiency, because I used oxytocin therapeutically in some clients as well that were on spectrum and saw an immediate, immediate wow. positive reaction, which is so eye-opening. Now it's an area of investigation, but it does, um, it does certainly, you know, give us pause to think and, and touches my heart to think, okay, well, you know what what can we do differently around labor and delivery and certainly separating mom from baby early on oh that's not no no bueno no yeah, bueno.
0: i i actually experienced that with a dean so <clears throat> i i only had postpartum depression with my second one and that's so interesting that was the one difference was we were separated and that's because he spiked a little fever right away so you know how in the hospital settings they just immediately take them and i mean i i i would just cry it was like one of those things that you can't even control you were
1: also very angry too i mean we were we were not happy
0: well yeah because we're right but not even that it's just not natural i don't think so like (laughs) i remember having to like walk over there and feed him but it's not the same as having him there in the room and yeah that must have triggered like postpartum depression for me and it's funny you say that because he you know of, of both of my children he has sensory processing disorder he um we don't know if he's on the spectrum it's one of those things that it takes a while to go through testing and go through these doctors and go through loopholes if he were to be it would be very high functioning but it's just interesting that's all oh, very interesting
1: yeah very 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 <laughs> you know the
0: fact that he was separated for a few days it was only a few days thank god i have friends who poor things they had to go home without their baby which i mean yeah. i can't even i can't even yeah. imagine.
2: Yeah, there are a lot of challenges there. And then, and two, with postpartum depression, two, because oxytocin is a natural antidepressant, right and then if you're not able to hug and cuddle i mean the whole process of of birth labor and delivery and postpartum done in a beautiful way is all about that bonding yes. reestablishing the happy hormones and you know essentially increasing oxytocin decreasing cortisol and prolactin a really important hormone for that just that sense of of yes. connection too very important there and so i wonder you know it really does there's just you know it's has to be an emerging field of, of research so but one thing that I use in my clients with postpartum depression is bioidentical progesterone by Bio, bioidentical progesterone and high dose fish oils yeah. high you know very good high dose fish oils and bioidentical progesterone can really can really help with that and then just thinking you know doing things that increase oxytocin right. and you know is, is perfect yeah, like for all stages of our lives yeah of course
1: yeah of course wow um, I'll just Leave my comment here as the man in this. Um, it's not fun for the father when you have to compete against oxytocin, and you have pro- elevated prolactin. It's not those things both cause physical changes that yeah. are not great for the yeah. dad. But this has uh, been again, happening
0: for centuries that's though.
1: all part of the that's all part yeah. of the process. There's a reason why yeah. we shouldn't be together. For a long time, we shouldn't be intimate, you know, for a while. So
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Mom does not right at that point. It's like, oh, it's like natural birth control. Yeah. Yeah. yeah spacing out natural birth control. It is yeah. part it's of amazing natural spacing, what prolactin. Yeah. does, too. It, really does. Yeah, it's prolactin,
1: like, it, it does it, I don't know if it's atrophy or if it's a little bit, well, it does change things down well, there. Like, I
2: think
0: that, well, you would know, but I remember so, my OB, my OBGYN telling me something that I had to do something with estrogen, the breastfeeding was, would affect my estrogen or something, which is why you know, sex could be painful or things like that. I would
1: assume that was the prolactin. Doesn't prolactin make things right, more right, tender? Prolactin. That's why um, breastfeeding mothers, you have to be careful when you're doing an Marina insertion, for example, because the chances for um, for perforating are, are, are higher.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, it can definitely be because of estrogen and progesterone deficiency at that point. Because all too, in pregnancy, we're at these super high levels. And all of a sudden- they're all being washed out and now yeah. your reproductive hormones are being suppressed yet again. They've been, you know, like ovarian suppression. Yeah. So you're going to have like, you're not relying on your own natural production as much. And that's where that, that oxytocin comes in and like, honey, I'm getting a baby. I'm just getting love and connection. You're good. Over yeah, there. Exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: Meanwhile, both the me baby and the mother, <laughs> Are are totally ignoring like my first ignored me oh, for yeah. the whole first year. The whole time I breastfed, they the whole time they me. you breastfed. Well, of course, that's both, how it is. is I it? was want to be with mom. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that is. <laughs> you get your time. All that's,
1: right.
2: That's right.
1: All right, so let's uh, let's continue with this because I love talking about women's health and you know, I we spoke about this already. Like I feel like you know I was a little misguided in a lot of what I believe to be true. So. I'd love for you to clarify some of these subjects. You know, you're a physician, you, you don't really have any real conflicts of interest. Um, so first with respect to the hormonal IUD, you know, what are the risks and benefit, And is it a, is it a preferred, was it a preferred contraceptive of yours in your practice? And, and if not, what were some other me- methods that you um, recommended instead of it? I mean, it's hard nowadays because not everybody's crazy like us and we have the daisy, um, but it seems like compliance is a big issue so I, I just kind of love how you, love to hear how you balance all of those things.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think that's great um, to talk about the natural ways too. I mean, natural birth control timing. I mean, that is crazy. I, OBGYN, I could never do that. So for myself, and I would say, if I can't right. recommend it for myself, how can I right. really recommend it for my clients? They have to be so motivated, and so. But the you know, Paragard IUD is my number one favorite form of birth control. Mm -hmm. And so we're not interfering with ovulation, the sperm and egg, according to scientific research, looking at, um, studies that the egg and sperm never meet. So it's an ethical form of birth control and it is non-hormonal. So the copper T IUD or the Paragard IUD is one of my favorites. And then as a backup choice, could be, and because it's also completely reversible, completely reversible, which is nice. And, um, and it's something I've used in women of all ages. And then the second probably would be the low dose or Morena or Skylar IUD. Oh, so we have a little one. Yeah the little one it has progestin in it and so thinking about for um, where i've recommended that is certainly in in younger women with dysmenorrhea painful cycles and difficulty you know um, with their cycles the RAINA iud is another option for birth control and also help with pelvic cramping helping yeah. their cycles but always with a multivitamin mineral supplement because it's still a progestin which is going to affect our magnesium our b vitamins our some of our mineral absorption and uh, we have to we have to nip that in the body But it is probably the next safest, and it is, again, completely reversible. And then with birth control pills for when they're needed for birth control, I still, you know, unless for short terms, uh, short uh, periods of time for help with cycle management – it is for as a birth control option when other options aren't an option mm-hmm. and also for only when it's necessary um, because we know post-birth control syndrome is a real thing. And when we are taking oral hormones at these levels, they affect our other hormones in our body and the hormonal communication system. We talk about the HPAG access, right? And also affecting our thyroid. So these higher levels of birth control pills, we know can increase our risk of breast cancer can increase our risk for thyroid disease and, you know, amongst other things. So that's probably only when needed for birth control, when other methods fail. And, you know, that's something, you know, to consider as well. When you're
0: saying that, I just think it makes me think of like my mom, because that's like the generation, my mom, she's okay. If I'm, I'm 35, she's 55. So I feel like that generation was kind of like the guinea pigs for the whole birth control. Well, they thing. had
1: a hundred and fifty milligram or microgram they had, they estrogen had really high pills. pills. Yeah.
0: But like, um, but but even just that, um, you're sitting here saying, you know, for the short term, and then I think of my mom who was probably on the pill since she was seventeen years old, like, for her whole entire like nonstop. And I know you've probably had patients like this. I know several right. women like this. I was on it for very for years straight. So it's just so crazy that yeah, like that can't be good. How can that, right. you know,
2: how does that affect us? Well, and we weren't aware. So I'm in yeah. your mom's age group. Right. I'll be right. 54 this year. Yeah, you guys are like the with pigs. a 12-year-old, right? I'm telling oh, you. Oh man. Gotta stay healthy. <laughs> Gotta stay healthy. Gotta <laughs> stay healthy. Hormones are that's why it's my and four daughters in the house. So wow, all the girls. I, I, yeah, I'm an expert just based on on oh, that. So, um, but you know, it's, it's so true birth control pills for acne, birth control pills for regular cycles, but it's worth, I mean, honestly, over the years of my practice, practicing medicine now for three decades, practically three decades almost. And, um, and seeing girls come in, you know, in their preteens, because they've started their period being put on birth control pills. Right. We know that is dangerous. We know that is not an answer for anything and it is is harmful. And really with for without with very rare exception. Mm-hmm. And so it is not, it's not an answer. And that's the problem right now is, is that we still see women being, young girls being put on birth control. Yeah, and then really. also those women in the menopause, I had a very well known, um, did a podcast with a fabulous uh, neuroscientist who, for her menopausal symptoms, you know, is that's, that's her treatment of choice is birth control. I'm not to argue with anyone's treatment of choice, for, you know, doesn't need it for birth control needs, is for the hormonal like hot flash management. Right. Like it's she just not wanted, a reason.
1: She wanted more hormones. Is that why she just wanted to crush it? Cause I mean, that's a much higher dose than a menopause dose.
2: Right, right, exactly. Because that was what her and her doctor decided on, not based on her doctor's recommendation. It's not her field of expertise. So she went with her doctor's recommendation for myself. I was like, well, this is what I would do. But she's like, you know, honestly, you have a, a rep, Uh, what do you call it, a relationship with your doctor and you want to follow what their best recommendation is for you for sure. But without adequate consent, I don't agree. I don't agree. At least say these are your risks for the birth control and really understand your options. Otherwise, like we're putting you on birth control, not for birth control, for hormone swing management. We're putting on your pregnancy dose hormones with a synthetic progestin that we know has cardiovascular consequences can actually increase your risk of breast cancer. Or we could use a bioidentical regimen that is more physiologic and you can cycle with your cycles, which would be my approach, as well as follow, you know, this Supplemental, this Keto Green Plan, the supplemental detoxification right, the diet. program, and let's let's el- eliminate those hot flashes all together. Like I'm 54, I probably had a handful of hot flashes, and I can tell you what I did to get them.
0: <laughs> right, awesome. exactly.
2: I love that. I love that you said that. It's so true. We got to take lifestyle into account, other things before
0: we just start throwing birth control at people. So, well, this kind of is a great segue because you know, speaking of the hormones, you know, you've said that it takes. It takes more than hormones to fix your hormones. So can you explain that for our listeners? And also, you know, mention maybe some situations in which it may be a good idea to take hormones and then where maybe you wouldn't and, you know, different options at.
2: Yeah, I am an advocate of bioidentical hormones when they're needed at starting at low physiologic doses and transdermal doses even. And, um, but I always say it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones because our hormones can be dialed in and we're going to have problems. For example, thyroid hormones, if everyone, you know, if, it, if, if that's all it took to create weight loss, everyone on thyroid hormones would be, would be skin, right? They would be. But so it's true. not true. It's, it's it's not the case, right? There's so much more. There's an intricate network of communication between our hormones. So, over 150 circulating hormones in our body, metabolites, you know, many different forms of estrogen are circulating. Some are healthy and some are not healthy. For the most part, estrogen is healthy for us, right? Most part, I mean, that is a good hormone. It gets some bad press, which I'm not going to get into the misogyny of some of the anti-estrogen talk, but um, it does get some bad press. But in in general, it's the the estrogen, good estrogen is, is very supportive. But how our body detoxifies estrogen because of gut issues, detoxification issues, other toxins and endocrine disruptors and estrogen mimickers that are toxins in our air, water, you know, plastic bottles, chemicals, oh etc., yeah. all of that affect our natural hormones right. and that creates toxic estrogens, not our natural production. It's not natural for us it to these xenoestrogens toxic estrogens
1: are the ones that our body just don't don't yeah, really like know what to products.
2: do. It's so true. And it's stuff we're using
0: every single well, day. Well, the
1: glyphosate too. And I mean it's everything. Oh, it's yeah. Everything. Oh,
0: right.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. right. I just read an, an interesting article by one of our favorite bloggers. Um, we've been following her for over a decade on um unfortunately the prevalence of glyphosate and collagen uh products that a lot of them seem to be mm. high in glyphosate interesting and that um well, i
0: guess it, it depends where they're sourcing it yeah Because if the cows are grazing on glyphosate sprayed yeah we <laughs> know it comes out of
1: the milk it might as well right. it's probably going to come out in you know so True. um
2: interesting the, the, it
1: I, I think we're probably going to eventually, hopefully see kind of like a label, like glyphosate free label. That would be a good one to have. Um, because that would be, we know like these, these xenoestrogens and all of these, these things, the phthalates, the parabens, all these things, they can cause epigenetic marks that are permanent and, and they can go for generations. You know, in other words, you know, it, it would be without contact with any other You know person like let's say you were by yourself and you just your kids were for four generations according to a study done with fish have those marks so those marks are permanent now so now that that mark that that mutation is is the gene that 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 all the people have so i mean this is super important and i will say you know another thing um i'm not against estrogen we have a friend jay campbell we just had him on the podcast and he's like has a Um, a crusade against anti-estrogens he he's big on testosterone you know therapy for men and he you know he has a lot of doctors that they've linked a lot of health issues with these low estrogen levels like we need to have even men need to have estrogen so you know that's important for people to know
2: oh my gosh I remember Jay he took him and his wife took my CPR program way back when oh yeah I loved it he's one testimonials. I love Jerry. Oh, good. He's, he's a madman. We love yeah, him. He's, he's great. He's hysterical. So good. So good. And again, advocate for sexual health and you know longevity and marriages and fixing all that. He's really great. So, uh, you know, a lot to say, a lot to say here and almost like back to the, com- the comment of like how we have to list things as organic. I want to put the, br- or glyphosate free. I want to put the burden on the other, the glyphosate contains glyphosate. That should be labeled like the yeah. products that contain glyphosate right. or they're non-organic. That should be labeled. You know for why me. putting it on the pure, it's just That's makes, true. it's so true. Yeah. They always put it on the, you burden. Gotta right?
1: mm-hmm. you gotta pay, you gotta pay extra. It. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, so
0: much That's better. That's so true. Never thought it's of it so that. True, way. But like switch yeah. role of ethics. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think that that would That's help. So true. <laughs> that would definitely help.
0: But of course, it, how how horrible would it look? Like you go to the grocery store, like ninety percent of the stuff <laughs> is sprayed with glyphosate. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it, know, would have opening, it is opening, eye opening, though. It is eye opening.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of money and a lot of lobbying that would never let that ho- that happen. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, there. The, the, it's 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 hard the way the situation is it's uh it gets makes you feel dirty
2: and that's why what you guys are doing is so powerful because you're informing the consumer and we make choices with our dollar we make choices every day when we go to the store what are we choosing and then how do we vote and that's where it's really important that we stand up and we and we um use our voice and who said the quote um evil will happen when good people do not stand up and take action. It's so
0: true. Yeah, it's yeah, very so true. Of course we have to stand up and I do, I'm, I'm a big believer in voting with my dollar. Uh, I even annoy my kids about it, but it's like good for them to learn as well. you know, like if they wanna buy, you know, I spend my, I, we have our budget for groceries On for certain foods. They are more than welcome to earn their own money and buy themselves candy and whatever it is that they want. But I have told them that I have made a personal decision mainly an ethical one because i don't find those companies to be ethical putting that stuff in children's food and so i choose not to buy it and they're yeah. like okay you know so it's like trying to 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 show them too that they do have that power and it works it absolutely nine times
1: works. out of ten they don't buy it
0: well well it's not that yeah yeah but i'm saying like the voting with our dollar oh, and yeah. the demand it works it really works we've seen that we we started the paleo diet 10 years ago and there wasn't even there was no products for us, nothing. Yeah. There was no crackers, no nothing that we could eat, nothing, nothing, nothing,
2: nothing. <laughs> now there's all these brands with all these foods, so.
1: A lot of crappy ones too, but
2: there's good ones. Right. Yeah, that's true, just picking and choosing. You know, I love that, we, voting with our dollar, that just makes that makes so much sense and empowering your kids. Okay. So I have to admit to something here yes, talking do as parents, you know, <laughs> I, and I'm a single mom here working you know, with my kids, but this is where I run into dilemma on voting with my dollar. It's like when I have all the kids over you know the yeah. party the school class party and i'm like how oh, they just get pizza and stuff usually and candy i'm like do i get the organic chicken to make chicken wings oh, or do i this. not get the organic chicken <laughs> i'm like,
0: talked about look this. it's
2: a cost difference like here's oh, totally. 20 really skinny
0: wings so yes. i'm with you i'm yes. with you yeah when well, we throw parties and stuff we costco it and we're like all right we'll yeah. get as good as stuff we can get you know, I'll get like yeah. the nice big bag of organic
2: tortilla chips, but you're getting that regular spinach dip with the regular mayo for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're right. I'm barbecuing it, not frying it in peanut oil. We're good. Yes, right? yes, yes. It's good,
1: so yeah. true. Well, we, it's so funny because we've, we've had like things that, you know, speaking of Lifetime, you know, the gym where she goes like, I, uh, was it that or it was something else? No, it was birthday party or something. And we were talking about what she's going to bring. And I'm like, these kids aren't getting that. I'm not going to pay for all these kids to get that.
0: <laughs> We're not going to pay for all your friends to eat organic grass-fed burgers.
1: They're not even going to appreciate know, it I or know. like it anyways. You know, <laughs> no, like
2: it it's so true. Yeah. I'm with you on that one for sure. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. And how do you like it when you have the kids over and we do this all the time? There's one little boy, he's, um, uh, nine, must be eight or nine. And so he comes over and he's like, like I served burgers for every one of my kids. are like, oh, this is great. Right. Yeah. And they're, he's like, where's the bun? Am like, Oh. <laughs> You're like yeah. My daughter's like, "Sorry, no, they, we don't oh, eat buns." Oh, don't do
1: buns. Yeah, yeah. I know,
2: same over
0: here. Yeah, same over here.
1: Yeah, you know, they they have they have like the good thing about our oldest at least, uh, you know, our our youngest I think is the same is that he has this, I think I give ourselves some credit because we we have, you know, we love him, we nurture him, we give him such a strong sense of like uh just uh confidence that he doesn't mind being different but he's reminded very often between the homeschooling and the way he eats that he's different (laughs) yeah and you know kids you were just we just on our morning walk this morning we were talking about um on the way back we were talking about how um i was just asking him like where do you see yourself five years from now and then i just started you know Mm -hmm. i bring up these topics and then it's amazing because then he starts to bring up topics in the same kind of deep you know, and so he's like, you know what I don't like, and I'm like, what's that? He's like, you know, friends that pretend to be your friends and then later on they're mean. And he was talking about a neighbor of ours who who said that that Desmond was gonna um, that Desmond was gonna grow up to work at McDonald's because he's homeschooled. Oh, yeah. And then he said, well, first well, of all, now he's homeschooled too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> He I can't wait like, to
2: see that kid. Like, he you started, so He started naming all these people oh that were gosh, homeschooled, so famous funny.
1: people, and then he said that <laughs> Billy, that you. there was someone he even mentioned. He's so sweet. He has such a sweetheart. Uh, that someone at McDonald's saved someone's life. You know, so even if he did was at McDonald's, that he you know he would probably be saving people's lives. Oh my
0: gosh!
1: So, um, all right, let's oh, get back on this. Now we're talking about the I kids, know, and I know. we get all googly eyed over the kids. Um, so can't let's get back to women.
2: Women, <laughs> um,
1: yes. So, you know, we know, we were just talking about these vasomotor symptoms when a woman begins menopause, you know, hot flashes, it seems to affect a lot of them. And uh, I would just love to get your thoughts on, you know, the ketogenic diet would, you know, to begin with, would would it, would it have you observed, at least in your practice, you know, in patients that were on a ketogenic diet when they were perimenopausal, that maybe the the symptoms were less. Or in general, like if a woman starts to experience the symptoms and you give her some lifestyle modifications, how does that affect those vasomotor symptoms? Because I mean, like you mentioned yourself, it seems like there is something going on.
2: Oh my gosh. I mean, seriously, it is miraculous, the changes that we see. And I study, I'm a a numbers person as a scientist and as a physician, I always want to see What is happening? So in my program with my first book, The Hormone Fix, and then now my second book, Keto Green 16. And prior to writing these books, I've been running my programs online to help women breeze through menopause into what I call the second spring. I like Mm -hmm. that, right? That sounds good. That's a lot better than just menopause. I know. (laughs) We get into our second Yeah. And so, um, but what some clients would say, you know what? I've had hot flashes for 10 to 15 years, multiple times during the day. I mean, I had one woman who had like, you know, hot flashes every 20 minutes throughout the day. She's just constantly getting hot. And within two weeks, like an improvement overall, over 50% and some women completely relieved from hot flashes. I'm not, it's not just keto, it's the keto green way. So just, just those concepts for women. So it's that intermittent fasting, making sure we're alkalinizing high, Hydrating When we get up in the morning to flush through toxins, that healthy keto, green, fatty break fast that we have when we break fast so that you're starting the day with an advantage and your blood sugar is stable. And that, that just shifts those hot flashes. We There are multiple reasons for hot flashes. Estrogen insufficiency, but again, the highs and lows of estrogen swinging, we have to look at it more as it relates to glucose swings and cortisol swings, right? so when we're where whether it's stress whether it's blood sugar whether it's dietary getting more insulin sensitive getting keto green stop relying on glucose as your primary fuel force for our brain it completely eliminates hot flashes and now i've been running with my new book a keto 16 challenge group so in my keto green community they've been following my 16 day plan which is 16 days 16-hour intermittent fasting, 16 keto types to make grocery shopping easier, but wow. also that narrowing it down to hormone balancing foods. But what we're already seeing is, you know, just an overall improvement in energy, a decrease in hot flashes, and improvement in symptoms, aches, and pains. Now, this is technically wow. too. This is my perimenopausal group and postmenopausal group, and we've seen over a 50% reduction symptom scores in just 16 days i mean there's no pill that i could prescribe that will do that
1: yeah i mean you know first of all yeah a lot of i used to i started my career as a pharmaceutical rep selling menopause drugs
2: oh was that the first thing you sold? yeah what what did uh, you sell did you sell premarin provera were you with no no
1: i didn't i i i I sold vagifem for atrophic uh, vaginitis you know the the pill mm-hmm. that, that, that was, that seemed to be pretty good. I mean, it was literally just in, it was, you just put it oh, in Oh no, Danny, locally.
2: no, 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 no. See, there you okay, go. Myjulva, have you heard of myjulva?
1: No, is no. it non-hormonal?
2: It has DHEA in it. No oh, it. way. DHEA, plant stem cells from the Alpine rose, emo oil, coconut oil, and shea butter. So this works better than any Vagifem, es- you know, Premarin vaginal, any estrogen. What is it called again? It's Jolva, Jolva, like joyful vulva. Oh, Jolva. I like we can, these these we'll, companies are a, smart. Yeah, we'll give you a link mom, for a free trial, yeah, yeah, seven-night free link. trial. And it is, um, because it has the combination, you know, uh, DHA is a androgen, right? And so it helps with the muscularis level, strength. So women, especially athletes with the accidental... Uh, leak of urine right. when you cough or sneeze, the decrease <laughs> of pleasure, decrease of orgasm. I mean, I had four babies, so I was struggling in my late thirties, early forties. I had to find a natural solution that didn't have chemicals, toxin, yeah. endocrine disruptors in it. And that actually did more than estrogens only work on the mucosal layer, Right, DHEA and testosterone work on all three layers wow. of the vaginal wow. floor. So you get the muscle back, the rugation back, the natural secretions with pelvic floor exercises always which we have to do till we die. Right. Great Kegel exercises. That just, I mean, it just shifts. And the testimonials, I have over a thousand testimonials on my website that just will bring you to tears because whether they're in their thirties, and Marina is a big culprit for vaginal dryness too. Yeah. But also I have women in their seventies and they'd like, you know, it's been, oh, great stories. I'm like, people do tell me anything. That's so
0: great though, because it's true. It's like one of those things that, like you feel helpless
1: well also think about yeah like a but there's an typical...
2: answer i mean it really does make a difference and you know just from i would say clitoris to anus prime real estate i mean seriously okay. that is an important area of our body yeah it true. is
1: and and you know what i was going to say with the with the drugs versus these lifestyle and even that right. um especially for postmenopausal, but um is that these drugs you 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 the the results in vasomotor symptoms is maybe 20 percent. i don't remember but it wasn't great and then you have to like the main problem. What is it? The bleeding because now you have an estrogen, and now you, this woman who was who was now uh, menopausal or there was no periods at all. Now she's bleeding again, and it's there's no rhyme or reason to it. So it's like you add this thing to fix what you thought you were gonna fix, and you you don't really fix it, but then you get this bonus problem. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And then that's the whole balance. And women, too, in the menopause, like I always start with bioidentical progesterone first because that's the hormone that sharply declines and it's a precursor hormone. So, as long as we're not shunning, like in a constant cortisol state, because again, progesterone will shift to cortisol, we can use progesterone. It helps us get a better night's sleep you know, relax and it's neuroprotective progesterone is neuroprotective helps with our memory and brain fog and whether we have a uterus or not. And this is a really big thing because we're told in in gynecology, well, once they you've done a hysterectomy, they only need estrogen because the progesterone or progestins is only to protect against endometrial cancer from unopposed estrogen. Well, not true. There are progesterone receptors all over our body, in our brain, in our fascia. So that stiffness, the you know, that women complain about and get this, you know, this stiffness, it's a lack of progesterone and estrogen. So when we use these bioidentical hormones back, we have increased flexibility, increased, you know, coordination, increased strength, definitely better night's sleep, and all of that adds up to resilience. Wow. whether we have a uterus yeah. or not i just think it's just so important and wow. i created a progesterone pregnenolone combination that's all natural with some essential oils in it and some plant and some tripeptide 29 so using nice. peptide technology but to yeah. add those peptide precursor for hormones for us when we get older
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah wow yeah i got
0: to tell my mom cuz she did have hysterectomy so i don't, I don't know it, 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 this thing. is what she she'll say them
2: when after women have had hysterectomy and they're been only on estrogen, once I add back progesterone, without exception, they say, Dr. Anna, I feel like a cloud has lifted. I have my brain back. I just, oh, you know, yeah. feel my mom symmetry. has crazy
0: brain fog. I mean, she's been, she's had, she's, she's had issues.
1: And yeah. And really the progesterone doesn't have the same side effect profile as these, these progestins that are linked to you know, what no. is it? Heart right. issues, it right? The same. It's, That's it's heart synthetic. issues with the progestins.
2: Exactly, exactly. And the reason is progestins are um, patentable, right? And the delivery sy- the delivery systems are what's patentable and the synthetic progestins, bioidentical progesterone is not patentable, only right. the delivery system could be. So hence Prometrium, fabulous product, but it is peanut oil based. But a bioidentical progesterone that came out is something I used in my patients, oral progesterone to get a good night's sleep at bedtime, or switch to a bioidentical compound pounded formula, but bioidentical progesterone does not increase our risk of breast cancer. Now we have a 100,000 person study, studies by Dr. Fournier done in France over the last two decades have looked at this key factor. What type of progesterone versus progestin makes a difference and if it's oral or transdermal. And whether it's oral or transdermal for progesterone bioidentical, there is no increased risk of breast cancer. But when it is synthetic... And nor pregnant, pregnant, whatever, you know, um, progesterone derivative, synthetic progesterone progestin, it has a significantly increased risk of breast cancer, especially in
1: oral Of forms. oral, oral, right? Oral. Yeah. The transdermal is less, but there is still right. probably an increase. Yeah. Um, all these things just continue to just help me understand that like, it really isn't everybody who's, 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 who doesn't know this, you know, your colleagues, people that I used to work with you know, they think that they're doing the right thing and it's just a perception issue. It's yeah. like they're not looking at it the right way. We we just, we need to change this. I don't, I, I hope it does change, but it really is, you know, this weird view where we're like, we're not looking at things the right way and we need to turn, we need to turn a little bit and look at them differently. Yeah. And then people will be like, it doesn't matter because look, I was telling you about the, the bleeding with the estri- the estrogens, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking of, you know, other side effects. So it's literally, it's just managing symptoms, you know, treating symptoms symptoms. and managing symptoms and side effects. And it's, that's, there's nothing else. There's no deeper, broader understanding of interaction between different systems and all those things. And I think, I mean, not everybody can do integrative medicine, but I mean, I think that's what makes you so outstanding. It makes you unique in that you're, you're doing a more holistic approach. Um, Yeah.
2: Well, you know how they say our mess becomes our message. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My own personal journey and and from a, as a gynecologist, I mean, I'm a trained surgeon at one of the best institutions in our in our country but when i went when i learned this for myself when i reversed my infertility and early menopause at age 39 to go on and have a baby naturally at age 41 mm-hmm. i was told i would never be able to have wow. to go through the journey i've been through when i started implementing what i learned from my journey and traveling and and self-discovery and research I, I went from doing two to three surgeries per week to recommending two to three major surgeries per year. Yes, per wow. year. I remember you saying that in your.
1: That's system. amazing that for huge. a gynecologist because yes, so gynecologists amazing. do a lot they of procedures. They do a lot of surgeries. That's, yeah, a lot of people who are trying to figure out what they're going to do, they like gyn because of the because the amount right, of time they're yeah. the operating
2: a wide range. And, and, you know, the goal is we get quick results for our patients, but mm-hmm. if we empower our patients to heal their body, that makes a huge, a huge difference. I mean, even something like cervical dysplasia, for instance, like abnormal pap smears. So as I started understanding research and, and nutraceuticals, more nutrition, like for example, um, sulfurophane, gl- glucosinolate from broccoli seed extract or broccoli seeds and and cauliflower, the cruciferous vegetables, what uh, I looked at that research and methylated folate. And so I started using it in my HPV clients with human papillomavirus, whether they had warts or whether they had dysplasia. And I would do that before I set them up for their, you know, um, leap procedure. If I had confirmed colposcopy, I'd put them on this cycle and they'd come back. For follow-up, and nothing, nothing, everything, their body had completely healed it. Again, I'd been doing this for over a decade and it was always, you know, the same result. Okay, this confirms our colposcopic findings. And and then I would do my procedures and they would have nothing there. So then I went from diagnosis at pap smear before they come in for a colposcopy. Here, start this methylated, you know, folate uh, methylfolate and start this uh, i use on from zymogen it's a sgs formula and you know start this take two wow. a day and then i'll do the colposcopy colposcopy nothing wow. nothing so is it yeah.
1: is it the is it is it oxidative stress because so Firfain would be like an antioxidant what's happening yep. Is that what's causing like the the, the this,
2: viral load, this the hyperplasia, yeah, or whatever? A, yeah, it's like a oh, it's a viral load. It's, yeah. Well, it's with exactly human really papilloma virus, there's a yeah, viral and inflammatory, and so the other thing too, we know that way. women on birth control pill are at higher risk for you know, for abnormal paths and dysplasia, and so we have to look at that too. But um, in general, I think because of the antiviral, you know, you're improving your immune system through the antioxidant protection. Very cool. Wow!
0: Yeah, I, this is also amazing stuff.
2: The body's um, amazing. It's amazing. The it ability
0: to heal is amazing. Heal, it's seriously incredible. It really is. This is we love this stuff. <laughs> um, and you know, I know you talk a lot about the importance of testing versus guessing. You know, when it comes to our health, what are some some things all of us should be testing regularly? I know pH urine pH is huge for you. <laughs> and are there any specific recommendations for women? Um I actually haven't done that so I'm more interested to hear
2: to hear about that too cuz Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I think urine pH testing is another vital sign. It absolutely is. It is so important. It's as important as knowing our weight, our blood pressure, our pulse, our temperature, it is, it is that important. And it is, it's almost like a thermometer telling us how well we're doing, you know, as far as our body, the more acidic our urine pH is, the more, you know, um, metabolic issues we're going to have because our body needs a healthy, we need a healthy balanced pH. And this is where we get into like the alkaline myth and some controversy with some big influencers. And I love, I love controversy. So I talk about (laughs) when you have, you know, when we want to look at our blood pH versus, you know, what our urine pH is saying or cellular pH, our blood pH, you know, we're going to put a needle in the radial artery and draw out arterial blood gas, and that's got to be alkaline. 7.4 plus or minus, very tight control At a little bit high, a little bit low, and we are super sick. And typically we see a metabolic acidosis and like, for example, diabetic ketoacidosis has nothing to do with the keto diet, but it's a ketoacidosis. And what we see is um, that, you know, what we do for them right away, we're putting bicarb an alkalinizer into their bloodstream to snap them out of it, right? To resuscitate them. And that's because of extreme conditions, extreme starvation, extreme malnutrition will certainly cause a shift in our blood gas our blood pH. We know that cancer, you know, things like that will create more of an acidosis for for so many people. But on a daily basis, what happens? What do we know based on science? We know that the urine pH, the more alkaline the urine pH is over seven, seven point five, eight. You know, anything over seven. We want to average over seven on our urine pH because research shows that. Clients who do have less osteoporosis, have less inflammatory disorders, including cancer, diabetes, hypertension, metabolic syndrome, cardiovascular disease, and the list goes on. So that in and of itself is huge. And this is what I've done now for over. Uh, started bringing my programs online in 2015 for Magic Menopause and making women test. I'm always like, the first two weeks, you're going to hate checking your urine pH and ketones, but check. And I promise you by the, by the end of the second week, you're going to be like, oh my God, I love this. Look what I've discovered about myself. That's, that's so cool. what I
1: love. So why, how why it? I love yeah.
2: yeah. No, I, 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 it
0: depends. The ketones, <laughs> it's the ketones. It's honestly, it's 100, it's a thousand percent because I'm a baby. I don't like to pr- like, Oh yeah. especially when I'm doing it myself. And then, you know, what ends up happening to me, doctor, is that, um, I will literally get a high reading and I'm like, yeah, cause I'm so stressed standing here for 30 she's seconds she's like in fight or flight I'm like in doing fight or blood fight sugar. while i'm yeah. doing it because i hate it so much and i'm like well that alone is giving me high blood
2: sugar readings <laughs> it's so true it's so true well you're gonna let you know for blood sugar have you guys used the oh the dexcom Libre?
0: yeah oh, the Libre. I
2: had, yeah yes, i want to try one it. of those i i, I, I did the uh
1: dexcom it. you know for a you few did weeks a Libre though right and yeah, la- the last time I had it for like several weeks was the the Libre. Yeah, and- I want to
0: try to do a Libre because that that's that's definitely telling as well. I've never done one, so that and that's only like one time,
2: and then I'm like, okay, I could relax and We've yeah, learned. you can relax just <laughs> and it doesn't even hurt going. Yeah, not yeah. and, yeah.
1: and you learn so much about everything except food. Like you, you oh, start yeah. like, like stress. One of the sure. the first time when I had the Dexcom, like in 2018, I think yeah. that was. Um, you know, I, I was just I noticed that you know. My blood sugar levels were very, you know, nearly constant. You know, there were blips, you know, wh- when I would when I would eat, and um, and then at the same time I was playing uh, referee, and when my sons were like fighting, fighting, yeah. and I had a crazy blood sugar spike, but then I did literally just a minute of of breathing, and I brought it back down, like from like one hundred and twenty yeah. to like sixty six.
0: Wow, it was wow. crazy,
1: just how quickly wow. that went, you know.
0: For the urine though, do you what do you? what do you, do you recommend like certain, certain strips? Uh, how do, how do, how do we test? Like, how do we do it?
2: So I'm going to send you some strips because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a simplest. Awesome. I want to make things as simple as possible. So I created awesome. urine okay. test strips with the ketone awesome. pad and the pH oh, the pad on the same strip, okay, right? So it tells you both so easy, but also, I mean, anyone can just buy pH paper and just check and just check and see where they're at. And often what happens and what I do with my groups, I'm like, focus on your alkalinity first. Don't worry about ketosis right now. Let's focus on alkalinity because we want to open up the detox pathways, get well hydrated, get rid of constipation, start, you know, really improving our micronutrients, you know, over our macronutrients to begin with. And then let's push ketosis because, you know, without question, without fail, as soon as we go into ketosis, we get acidic. So then there's that push and pull, like, getting okay. up al- you know alkaline urine pH with getting in ketones at the si- at the same time. The same so you guys have to let me know. Get both alkaline, okay. get a urine pH of seven or eight and get plus into ketosis ketone. at the same time. Plus ketones at the same That's time. The same and just obviously this let same me know how goes it goes for men.
1: It goes for men as well. Yeah, you absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and this and the you
2: know unfair part is that men have an easier time getting into ketosis and yeah, sure. you know in general an easier time. So of it. You know, oh wow. Well.
1: <laughs> yeah. wow. but listen, Hey, we're, we're dying like crazy with this COVID thing. So <laughs> the men like seven out of 10, uh, wait, what was Oh this? yeah. Men
0: are dying more. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: Bad cases are men. Yeah. I mean, we, we're riskier. We, we have more prevalence of all of these diseases,
2: like heart disease and high blood yeah. pressure. Things There's like a them.
1: lot of stuff there. So, yeah.
2: And you know, what we did with Keto Green 16 out of North Florida, North Florida integrative medicine with Dr. Anjali Akey and her um, team they did virtual group medical visits with my keto green 16 plan prior to release and then as the book was releasing you know went down there for another kickoff of the plan and actually that for the first time was able to give them the recipes and the full plan versus just the principles and then the next day we went into quarantine so we followed up wow. virtually so now we had wow. virtual group medical visits which is awesome and here's this and i only wanted menopausal clients or postmenopausal so they were some husbands that came along for the journey. And what what happened in 16 days, is pretty amazing. It's really amazing is that this group of a uh, vulnerable population, right? The over right. 50 year old women, average age was 61 years old in this group, average age of 61. And what clients said, they were grateful to have something positive to help them improve their resilience, wow. their strength, and just focusing on themselves during this time. Yeah. And they had more energy, more focus. And one of the ladies, she's 67. She goes, yeah, and I'm, taking care of my elderly neighbors I and they're that. younger, they're younger than her.
1: My mom's 67. So I'm going to get this for her. I'm
2: yeah, gonna, You got to get it for her. And so yeah. she, the average age in this age group, cause like who studies menopausal women, right? No one. Right. So yeah. in this study, it's a terrible market. Saw,
1: it's a, it's, there's no, it's, there's no money to be made.
2: No, it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's hard. And then, you know, again, women, that. we find the exceptions. If I eat the standing up, it's not going to affect me. Oh, maybe that's just oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know, right. You
2: have to like play but i'm saying
1: for, yeah there's i've been saying that for years because you know three years four years ago or something i remember being at a conference uh, at a at a meeting for my company and they said you know oh and it looks like we're going to be getting that indication for morena uh for menopausal women or or for skyla you know for right. menopausal women for that you know for the protection mm-hmm. and um i being the guy who always remembers and nothing was said i i i was skeptical to begin with because i remember when i was starting that the whole market was going down and they gave us unrealistic numbers and then i came the next year and i said whatever happened to that new indication they said oh we just decided to go against it but you know there's physical you know financial realities um that people wouldn't pursue something. And I'm not, you know, at the same time, also you could, if you got the money, you could pay for anything, you know, you can pay mm-hmm. for indications and things like that. And you can talk mm-hmm. about it, but um, there's lots of talk about my old career here. Like just, I just. Yeah, no, I well, love it, it. and was, it, it, was, but that's you
2: true. The, you were saying, the,
0: you were saying um, that they, what was it that you, what were you saying? You were, that what they found? What did they oh find? yeah,
2: what we found is that, so in this average age of 61 uh, year old women, Honestly, in 16 days, I couldn't believe it. I had to them double check the numbers. In 16 days, they lost nine pounds. I mean, if they had lost wow. three pounds, I'd have been thrilled. Yeah. Three, you know, it's, nine pounds. That's a pound. lot for women. That's a lot. And certainly there's a diuresis there. Thank goodness, right? Because third spacing of fluid is a really big issue. Edema is a really big issue. But still, beyond that, they're losing wow. fat. And they lost 1.25 inches at their waist, which okay. again is huge in huge. this population group. That's huge, it is and huge. we had a gentleman in in the study, and uh, you know, he his name's Daniel, and he's he's given his um, consent for sharing his story, and he's 57 years old, on uh, pre-diabetic, right. about to start. Diabetic meds and on um, blood pressure medicine. So he was he called his doctor in the middle of the study. He said you know I'm just feeling weak. I'm not feeling good. And um, he went to his his doc and his blood pressure, which is normally like 150 over 70 on blood pressure meds, was 100 over 70. So they had to reduce his blood pressure meds. Wow. And in 16 days he lost 30. Pounds, wow. thirty pounds, huge, and he's feeling great. I mean, he's just doing great. He's on a second round of it right now, and that's so he so just had to reduce his blood pressure meds. And I imagine he'll be on it off it, and he didn't have to start his blood sugar meds. So wow. that's really good stuff, that right? Is such that good is stuff. good stuff. i feeling really good, about that.
0: and yeah, and it gave them something positive to do too. So it was like perfect timing.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: I love this. Well, I want one more question. I feel like we've been we've been talking for a long time. I'm sorry. Do are you okay? I with love time? it. We're good.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, we have another, we have another All question.
1: right. So yeah, because I wanted to just touch on this before we finish. Is this you know this uh, adrenal fatigue or ad- adrenal dysregulation, whatever people feel comfortable calling it. It seems to be controversial. <laughs> it's real. for some know. reason. Uh, some people dismiss it, but you know, what are your thoughts on it? You know, how do sex rol- hormones play a role in it with women? And what are some of the steps? I mean, you've already mentioned it. You already talked about how important progesterone is. Um, but, you know, what are some of the steps that right. women can take to address it if it is an actual issue?
2: Yeah, no, it is an absolute issue. Adrenal hypofunction. And it's not like, I don't like the term adrenal fatigue. I agree with that. It's just not a good term. Because yeah. the adrenals aren't fatigued, they are suppressed. Like, they're like the the unruly child that is, you know, in timeout. out. Oh. <laughs> you know this just you know um that's that's it in suspension so to speak so it is suppressed it is where you know this this state where now cortisol is suppressed the adrenal function is suppressed dhea gets depleted and um is also drops dhea a very important hormone right precursor to estrogen testosterone that's suppressed during this time too so it is a whole function of our entire axis and this is what really is beautiful about you know the reason I do what I do is because I was in that state and I call it the, you know, for me, it's that oxytocin cortisol disconnect state because oxytocin cortisol suppressed and then oxytocin suppressed at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so that, that hypo function, we have to do a couple of things. We have to reset our circadian rhythm. We have to manage cortisol we have to reduce we have to increase our coherence improve our heart rate variability and we and these are things that really do make a difference i mean i struggled i, I would say you know my my divorce was a physiologic divorce because yeah. i didn't feel loved didn't feel connected and it was right. in this burnout state caused by adrenal there's got to be a better word for it anyway dysfunction maybe yeah i've,
1: I've been hearing dysregulation yeah, i dysreg- like that dysregulation yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, definitely dysregulation. <laughs> and so, one of like part of my journey around the world was in, you know, in discovering healing foods. So, maca is a great adrenal adaptogen, oh, and yes, that wow, my Mighty awesome. Maca Plus used. is over yeah. 30 superfoods. I'll send you some. And we have some free trials of awesome. that too. So, I'll send you a link for that. Oh, yes, but, yes. um, with the Mighty Maca superfood combination, it is it is adrenally a support. And what we've seen is that an improvement of at least 70% to 200% in two months of DHEA, an wow. increase of 70 to 200% increase in DHEAS in the blood in two months with users of Mighty Maca, two to three scoops a day. And so that is huge. That was the only thing that wow. improved my adrenal adrenal function plus resetting so i would say it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones it's because this lifestyle medicine yes. factor is so important is you know resetting your circadian rhythm and one of the fast and i did that this week and one of the fastest ways to reset is to go on a camping trip and like we oh, wow. hammock camping, yes. sounds camping. Amazing
1: to me that yes
2: sounds amazing. it is That's it is so the quickest true. way yeah, getting out be, of nature. yes Seeing the sunrise, seeing the sunset, seeing the moon, seeing the stars. I mean, just experiencing that and as isolated as you can be. And grounding, walking barefoot yeah. in nature, jumping in a stream, all of that is so therapeutic and wow. is a great way to reset your circadian rhythm. And as much as I would love a five star resort, which I'm gonna be closed right now, um, going into the forest is a 10 star resort. It really wow. is. And that's so how cool. we need to look at it. But that is so healing and therapeutic for our adrenal. So, circadian reset, you know, sunrises, sunsets. Eliminating blue light to the best of our ability and doing the meditative practices, everything that can increase oxytocin will restore our adrenals.
0: Love it. Love that. And yeah, I gotta try that Mighty Maca. i wanted to I just you haven't, have it. You bought no, it. No, not Mighty Maca. Oh, well you have it. I like have that. one that tastes horrible, which is why it's there. Anything well, that tastes bad to me, it's really hard for me to taste. I will
2: tell you, that's why Mighty Maca Plus came about. So because when I was in Peru on my healing journey, I, everyone, you know, if you're sick, yeah, they I say drink that. maca. If you're, you know, infertile, drink maca. And then yeah, they but then would then it elbow. tastes
0: horrible, so you're like, to go. It's horrible
2: yeah but like they call it the peruvian viagra have you heard that no this oh, wow. is totally the peruvian no viagra totally no because and then i needed to understand why because exactly it tasted horrible and i agree with you if i have an aversion reaction to something i can't it's so just I started, if it's something
0: i have to do every day it, it's, yes. if it's like once in a while fine i'll do it but if it's like a vitamin it can't taste horrible it's, no it's
2: exactly be. and so i started mixing it with other foods believe me like i have two year olds that drink this i'm oh, telling you I it know. is oh, good okay, I'm, i'll definitely it's I'm good it has some greens in there, but it has turmeric, quercetin, resveratrol, oh, green nice. tea extract. I mean, when they got herb, it's cat's claw herb, which is a oh, potent anti-inflammatory, a, a potent supporter of the immune response. The right best way. To we say know, it.
1: we know about that because I had, oh, I'm a Danny. very big overshare. Yeah, I, I don't have any yeah. issues with sharing things with people, <laughs> probably because of being in the medical stuff for so long. And I just shared with the world how I had my first case yeah, of hemorrhoids, hemorrhoids yeah, last last and it was terrible. It was and I had so bad. rectal spasms so that bad. made me cry. Yeah. Uh, and cat's claw was one of the cat's things claw that was one of
2: the things that yeah. was really well,
1: helpful with that. Well,
2: you're yeah. gonna use my Jolva too. So, I'm sending you that too. Seriously, I have hey, clients have with that rinse, works. they go away. That
0: works for that too. Oh, yeah, okay. absolutely. Herb, everybody, my, hat, my mom, yeah. like me, everybody. Yeah. That's amazing. I, guys <laughs>
2: always say, Can you just create, repackage it in a different way? I mean, like, <laughs> the uh, Jolva, I don't have to. an issue with that. Yeah. Danny doesn't care. He'll be like, Give me the Jova. <laughs> that's it. That's what I say. Strong men have no issue, no, <laughs> yep, confident yep. men have no issue. <laughs> I That's love that. I feel. But maca is rich in arginine. The root grows oh, in the go. Andes in and Peru. And it's rich in arginine, which Makes increases sense. nitric oxide, so which is exactly how Viagra works. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Danny knows about that stuff because he was uh well we had um uh, you should send her that episode. She would probably love that. The Dr. uh Justin, what's his name? Brandeis? Oh, Dr. Brandeis. Judson
1: Judson Brandeis. Brandeis. Uh, big um uh urologist up in um San Francisco. I, what you
0: do for women, he's doing it for men. You know, he's awesome. like really dedicated to just helping men.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the the Gaines Wave, I don't know if you've looked at the Gaines Wave. Yes, but yes. I they approached me for months and I was like, what's going on with you? Why are you doing that? Finally went through with it because they wanted to work with me. And I got to tell you, it's the most amazing thing ever. It's absolutely amazing. And he he also has a product that, um, uh, what is it called? I forget what it's called. But it's basically, it has L-Arginine. L- Affirm. Affirm, yeah. And it's just basically, you take it in the morning and you take it at night, and it continues to give you that, because, um, you you know, it's one of those things with the men, it's like the atrophy, because there's no there's no blood flow, the blood flow. Mm-hmm. and then you get atrophy, and mm-hmm. gosh, like, I didn't know that, you know, yeah. so you could keep that, and you know, everything works great. I mean, you, and, yeah. and all the factors that we, that you would measure as a woman, I know how to measure as a man. Like I need to wake up with an erection every day. I need to do, it it shouldn't be. Right, there's certain things. Yeah, I mean, it should be a very rare occasion where I don't wake up with an erection. Right.
2: Yep that's yeah. a whole
1: other yeah. other story but
2: yeah no but i think that's important like we talk about you know erectile disorder being a, a or erectile dysfunction being an issue with cardiovascular disease It's oh, yeah, huge. yeah. It's huge. yes and so you know and then the the same thing's happening to women on a smaller scale right because we can't really see that with the clitoris can't we can't see really it. see that with the vulva so much but women will power through it because we have no no solutions and no safe space to talk about that's it true. but we really we really need to that was one of the reasons why I created Jova too, was because we need something without a prescription that's safe for women to take.
0: Absolutely. Wow. Mm -hmm. This has been incredible. I mean, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing all this amazing information with us. We could be here for hours more talking to you, but we want to be respectful of your time. So if you would just want to share last one last thing, if you know anything you're currently working on any upcoming projects that you want to share with us where people can find out more online and
2: um, and all that good thank stuff thank you well um, I, I've just loved it too I've enjoyed talking with you I feel like I'm talking with two old friends and I can't wait I to it. have some I was just thinking we're going to come know, visit you know, have sure. a special keto or like a, um, a a good substitution for Cafe Cubano I went to medical school in Miami and I'm like yes. oh, we're from you know Miami so I love how you said
1: that. Cubano like you said it, it yeah, with a well, Portuguese accent that was good
2: Cubano yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a little bit different, but I, I recognize it. I love it.
2: <laughs> and exactly. So it's just thinking of that. So anyway, if we were having a good Cafe Cubano over, over, you know, more conversation, that would yeah, be absolutely. fabulous. So to just uh, connect with me at my website, which is DrAnna.com, like so like dranna. D-R-A-N-N-A dot oh, com. Nice. And if you do forward slash keto green, you'll go to my page where you can get my keto green 16 book where all the places it's available to order. And then pre seven amazing pre-order bonuses, including my feast recipes, which includes my okay. chocolate avocado mousse. I mean, it's a chocolate Ooh. mousse that is keto. I mean, it is Ooh. the so best good. ever oh, dairy free because like all my recipes are dairy free and grain free. And it also has a great key lime pie for us from mm. uh. South Florida we love our key limes. I love key lime pie
1: that she mm-hmm. loves. that's like my one thing I'm like oh
2: I, I look good oh you pie. will love this because this is completely keto too and Ooh. it's made with a nut crust and avocado delicious. and key limes and really so so delicious yeah so good and so many other good bonuses but I focus on the feasting because there's always place for feasting in our lives.
1: yes life. <laughs> yes absolutely Well, thank Thank you, Dr. Kabeca. And we would love to, at some point, we'll get together. Well, yeah, if you
0: come down to Anna Maria, definitely hit us up. We are, that's, we go to, you know, all the beaches, all the beaches here are about an hour from us. So it's like Clearwater, St. Pete, Anna Maria, Siesta, we'll make a little extra 15 minute hike. But yeah, and we'll definitely let you know if we're going to head up. Head up your way, we love
2: making doing we road trips, Georgia. yeah. And, yeah and if you've been to Jekyll Island, I mean, St. Simon's Island is just the next town over, so wow. amazing. I haven't yeah. been, I
1: just seen, and it's they're both, yeah, mean, it looks it's beautiful. I haven't. beautiful and, and I mean, I would assume that's beautiful as well,
2: so yeah, it is, it's so amazing. And then there's a little hidden gem on our coast called Little St. Simon's Island, it's Ooh. an actually, uh, um ecotourism it's uh, very oh. preserved and it's rustic although it's all you know very high-end first class but little st simon's island so there's been no change to the ecostructure in thousands of years wow. so you really that's get so to see cool. the natural Ooh. marshes the natural shell indian shell mounds and things like that it's pretty cool I love that's it. so cool we'll definitely we have to make a trip out there yeah, yeah. i look forward to it thank you guys awesome. thanks for having me thank you us. dr quebeca
1: thank, thank you so much
0: guys we're going to take a minute right now to tell you about one of our amazing sponsors santa cruz medicinals santa cruz medicinals is a company that we've been using for years now they make high potency high quality lab tested cbd formulas at an affordable price they offer ketogenic paleo gluten-free sugar-free lab tested formulas
1: You all may remember when we did our cannabis Series last year. One of the things we learned with CBD is that the research is pretty clear on dosage. 5 to 20 grams per kilogram is what you should be taking per day. And most of the quote unquote CBD you see online and on Amazon is severely underdosed. Most of these products are offering dosages that are so low, you have to down a bottle a day. (laughs) That's why we love Santa Cruz Medicinals because they offer highly dosed, potent CBD with clean ingredients and they have several cool products, but we want to share our favorites with you. So what are your favorites, my love?
0: Um, all of them. No, really, I have yet to try a product from them that I don't love. However, I will talk about some of my ride or die products. So during my cycle, I get horrible migraines, guys. And my go-to is definitely their peppermint tincture or the 10,000 milligrams to get a potent anti-inflammatory dose. Uh, Peppermint has been shown in studies to relieve migraine pain. But let's talk about the pain salve real quick because this I use for almost everything. And everyone in this household agrees we cannot live without it. So the CBD pain salve, It has clean ingredients that you can trust, but it also has peppermint, which really, really helps. And so what I like to do is I'll rub some on my temples and it really provides instant relief for me when I have bad headaches. But of course I'll use it as well for any muscle pain that I have.
1: Well, I'm personally a huge fan of the 10,000 milligram bottles of CBD in MCT oil. I put it in my coffee and then again at night, I'll I'll put some more in like some broth or whatever drink I'm drinking, a hot tea, uh, to get an adequate dose for the day. love the pain salve, especially when I'm extra sore. We usually take turns massaging it onto each other, and it always does the job. You guys also have to try the new CBD-infused hemp and collagen protein. If you're a fan of horchata, you would love this one.
0: Oh, that one is so good, guys. We've just tried it, and it is so good. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested, check them out. You can find them at scmedicinals.com. And, of course, don't forget to use the code FatfieldMom at checkout to save 15% on your order and get free shipping, guys.